Alrighty, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching this, whatever time you're watching this. So, this is Super Kicking with Steven, with your favorite host right here, Stephen A. Eleven eighty one. We got the Greg one over there. How are you doing this morning, Greg? Hey, good man. It's another weekend. A lot of action going on. Some some good wrestling this weekend, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, we got AW Revolution to talk up. Uh, we have big news coming out of AW, which right there, boom, let's just get right into it, Greg, because um, Tony Khan promised a big announcement, and I think he finally delivered one of these times. So, <laughs> um, you know, he buys ROH. It's interesting because that gives a lot of video on demand that they can use, you know, video library, which I think is the biggest reason to buy it. But it also feels like maybe they could use that as a sort of elemental, like their NXT 2.0 is what I'm reading. And, you know, it's funny. People are still saying maybe Cody Rhodes finds his way back there, Greg. But, you know, the name I'm thinking of, William Regal. I'd say back up that Brinks truck, mm. get William Regal involved with that in. You know, I mean, look what he did for NXT. Him and Triple H were pretty much spearheaded of the black and gold brain as we know it. And, you know, and even Samoa Joe, I mean, I think, you know, yes, I would love to see him wrestle Greg, but I think he has a mind for wrestling too. Yeah. So I can only imagine what him and William Regal could do together, you know, split up territories, go scout talent. You know, you'd have William Regal with a hand in the European landscape. You have Samoa Joe with who knows how many connections. So, you know, throw those out there. And like I said, Ring of Honor could be, it's not dead yet. You know, it's probably, it could bounce back even better. And like we said, and like I said, be a more developmental type of, you know, land for um, AEW. They also did say maybe, you know, at times, because you got to think, you know, there's a lot of Ring of Honor guys in AEW that could bounce back and forth if, you know, maybe if they were going to do some pay-per-view or something like that. So I guess I looked at WWE not, Probably they probably weren't as vested because if you think about their landscape, there's not a lot of Ring of Honor guys, and with no network, I mean you just have Peacock, and I feel like they're not uploading much there anyway. So was it really worth it to even put the money? You know, like like if you saw CM Punk, you saw Daniel Bryan, you know, you'd want that library for their matches, but at the same time, it just felt like WWE was probably like, eh. We'll throw a you know we'll throw up some bait out there if they don't like it they don't like you know I don't think they were making a huge push I think Tony Khan was like chips all in you know to the table open up the open up the checkbook and be like okay what number do we look at so uh, what do you think Greg what are you thinking about Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor does it have a revision coming up soon you have to think so I mean you wouldn't buy it just for the library I don't think. Um, Ring of Honor is still a huge name and the, the, probably the biggest name on the independent wrestling scene and the lineage of all the superstars now uh, coming through Ring of Honor is long and very extensive so that library is very valuable if we want to see early CM Punk matches, early Daniel Bryan matches, early Adam Cole matches, um, tons of guys through that end up in the uh, Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. um, Finn Balor, I think Kenny was through there for a while. 
just the names of the the old school guys and guys who are big big names now mm-hmm. um, when they were just getting started. You know, they're they're part of that library. You mentioned Samoa Joe; uh, he's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would be down for going and watching those old matches because I'm fans of all those guys. And there, I'm sure there's tons of guys that came through the system that I don't know about because I've never watched a single Ring of, Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. um, but just know about the reputation of it. And it uh, seems like anybody who's everybody has spent a few minutes in Ring of Honor. So uh, I know it's a big deal. I know that uh, Ring of Honor had their last show in January and then they were going on a hiatus, uh, released all their wrestlers and said, we'll be back in April. Um, but, you know, they're having issues with money and, you know, keeping, you know, a product out there. And now you, you sell your um, name and your library and, you know, to Tony Khan, a guy with deep pockets, uh, major network backing and a startup company with AEW that he's already put on the rocket ship and is rivaling WWE right now. So um, you can hook your wagon to a better guy. So I think that uh, it's going to end up relaunching uh, Ring of Honor. You can still set it up the same way in the sense that, you know, the Ring of Honor rules, you know, they mentioned the Code of Honor, exactly. And, you know, some of the uh, matches that they're known for, you can still keep that intact, but now you have more talent to pull from. You have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can you can use it as a, a 2.0, but keep it exactly uh, Ring of Honor style. You're just adding, you know, some more flair to the production, some more um, access with uh, eyeballs. You know, you may be able to get, get it on TNT or TBS. Um, give them some additional programming and open, expand uh, the Ring of Honor to more eyeballs than it's ever had, because I can never tell you what channel ROH was ever on, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason I never watched it. So um, the exposure he gets from aligning with AAW is huge. And, you know, now it's, it's his. He can do what he wants with it. And I think that legacy is too rich for him just to let it sit on the shelf and not do anything with it. So um, he's going to do something big with it, you know, an invasion angle just to get us familiar with the ROH guys would be a great idea, I think. And um, then you can springboard that into Ring of Honor's own show. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, no more Forbidden Door. You own both companies, but you can cross over those ROH guys as much as you want and increase their star power. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know we always talk up to be Greg. So if you do want to catch Ring of Honor at any time at all, you could get Stir TV, and there's literally a channel called Ring of Honor, and there's our shows, and I've later realized Greg Pluto TV has Impact Wrestling. Like twenty four seven. So, so we are all about the free um, TV streaming ideas. I'm, I'm sure you are. I am. 
uh, oh, yeah. Pluto TV I've loved. Uh, a side note, there's also a game show type network, Greg, that shows Bob Barker era Price is Right. So if you have it for a sick day, you can just throw <laughs> that on there. Um, there's also some, yes, sir. Uh, just another game show network. But the impact Skinny Mike for the win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, the the impact wrestling has been interesting just to turn on and they've had some TNA style pay-per-view show up. They've had, you know, impact wrestling. They've had racing episodes. And then, like I said, the stir TV has ring of honor literally as its own channel. And at any point you could turn it, tune in and find that. So um to be stir TV, a Pluto TV, we're looking at you. If you, uh, you know, want to throw a little sponsorship for, BW Sports, we are ready for it, so sign the check. Um, Also, the question is, Greg, so now that they have Ring of Honor Library, I think we need AW streaming somewhere. I've heard HBO Max, and if that is the case, I'll love it because I have HBO Max, and I'd rather not bite the bullet of 60 bucks for a pay-per-view, you know, and have to just watch it. I mean, I guess they would still do it on pay-per-view possibly, but, but having a AEW tag on HBO Max would be nice, but we got to see some sort of streaming somewhere, correct? I mean, I feel like why buy, you know, and now that All Out was under the Ring of Honor umbrella, now the Ring of Honor, or now All Out, the original, you know, pay-per-view is available to watch, hopefully, uh, sooner rather than later. What do you think, Greg? Where where might we see AEW work with, you know, streaming? Yeah, I, I think it, you have to go with one of the uh, movie networks. Uh, HBO Max would be a great idea. Um, the only reason to stay away from the uh, Fox and the NBC affiliated um, networks is because, you know, it is more rated R content as far as the language they use and, you know, the blood, things like that. It's more fitting for HBO or Showtime or you know, one of the uh, movie networks that's known for that type of content. So it just fits in naturally. So uh, like you, I got an HBO Max uh, subscription too. So I would love to see it on there, but it's the next logical step because the days of paying 50 bucks to, to buy a pay-per-view is going the way of the dodo. So um, I'm sure they're seeing it because, you know, you can put to put together the biggest card, uh, possible but the number of people who are going to shell out 60 bucks to watch it you know are dying by the droves and streaming is is the best way to go you know you get guaranteed dollars and you know you probably get bonuses from the network for pulling in uh the viewership numbers and getting a big number so uh i'm pretty sure it will happen before you know at the latest by the end of the year yeah, that's Oscar. Um, yeah. They're a pretty hot property. So once they start, you know, pitching, um, getting on a network, your streaming network, somebody's going to scoop them up pretty quick. When do you think we could see some Ring of Honor type stuff? I'm going to assume next year. I feel like you really want to get everything kind of lined up. You know, you don't, it's not like you have to rush it, you know, especially if you now, granted, AW has a pretty loaded roster, so it probably would be better to start it up a little bit earlier. And then you can get, you know, guys like Sunny Kiss on there or, uh, 
you know, some of these lower level tier talent that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the varsity blondes, you know, people like that to kind of get them more TV time. But uh, when do you think of Greg, when do you think we might see some ring of honor viewing? Uh, probably a good six to eight months down the road, mm-hmm. just because from what I've seen, of the Ring of Honor content, it looks pretty grainy and old. You're gonna have to put some shine on it, you know. Give it, you know, the HD treatment. Yeah. Uh, I think there's gonna be some some editing and some shine that needs to be put on that Apple. And for as long as Ring of Honor has existed, that's gonna be a lot of footage. That's gonna be a lot of editing. That's gonna be a lot of uh, upgrading to be done. So just because of the uh, sheer mass of the ROH library is going to take some time before it's ready to be presented and rolled out. You know, you don't want it looking like, um, you know, your old 80s TV, all, you know, pixelated and fuzzy. And, um, you know, you want it looking great, you know, crystal clear like TV now. So mm-hmm. it's going to take a while to get it there. So another six, eight months. Uh, again, the beginning of the year is probably ideal for having it come out looking brand new and, you know, ready for everybody, a new generation of of us, even us old heads who haven't watched any of it, to be able to enjoy it and understand it. And, I mean, that's what's funny about, like, when you think about ECW stuff on the network and now Peacock, it still has, like, they didn't even touch it, other than getting rid of, you know, the music they couldn't pay for, which really sucks because nothing beats seeing Sandman coming out to generic rock riff number five, <laughs> you know, as he's coming out. But uh, and then last mm-hmm. question Does Cody Rhodes find his way back to AW because of this? I saw some people rolling with that, but then also I've seen Cody Rhodes is still listed as listed for Mania, he's listed internally for Mania. It it's just weird, Greg, isn't it? Like, we kept thinking Cody, you know, I, I feel like Cody needed time to decide what he, you know, I didn't think he was going to jump ship, like, the next day. You know, that's a big decision. <laughs> it's not like yeah. you're just, you know, you're, it's like us jumping from job to job. You know what I'm mean? like? I could quit tomorrow, find a new job next week and be fine or what, you know, this is a, <laughs> this is a pretty major decision for him, you know. So does Cody wrote somehow... Do you think the bridge might be a little might be repaired there between him and Tony Khan, Greg, or is it all WWE for Cody Rhodes? Yeah, it's I've seen those same uh, rumors and speculation going around too. Uh, saw something about uh, Cody leading the ROH invasion mm-hmm. um, of AEW and. It would make sense because Cody was the face of the launch of AEW, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and he was pretty much one of the the tips of the spear. Him and Jericho pretty much um, were the the pillars, to use a term they use now, of mm-hmm. uh, the beginning of AEW, the first show, the first uh, on air product. You know, they did a couple. Uh, pay-per-views before they became an official show in October, mm-hmm. but um, it was all 
Cody number one, Jericho number two. And, you know, the way he spearheaded that, he could do the same thing, pivot over to ROH and spearhead that. Um, it'd be a great move for his legacy. Uh, he's, you know, a big deal now. He wasn't when he left, and he is now. Um, so I would, I see it, and I would like it. You know, it'd be a great kind of swerve to the fans that we all know that he's out of the company, out of his contract, and, you know, seemed primed to return to WWE. To that end, I've also seen reports that uh, the – you know, writer's room is is busy working on his return angle. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 very fluid at the moment because both scenarios are very feasible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Vince has a track record of doing this, letting the guy go. Guy goes off into the world. Um, perfects its craft, becomes a bigger deal, and that brings him back in and gives him more shine, uh, kind of earning his spot back in. Uh, Cody's definitely done that. I mean, he left the stardust. I mean, he was yeah. a, a shell of himself, and uh, he's left. He's become a, a Hollywood star. You know, he's heading a, a variety show. He's had his own... Um, Reality. His own reality show, mm-hmm. and you know he's been one of the pillars of AEW, so the com- the major competition. So getting his face back on your product, you know, it, the low crossfire he can do, you know, taking shots at AEW now, you know, you, you know he's got to love that. So um, he's going to come back as a bigger deal because he left as nothing, and now he's coming back as a big deal. So. Um, I think that WWE is more likely just because they're going to be able to probably throw more money at him and give him a chance to to run with the storyline that he's developed himself by becoming a big star in his since he's been gone. All right. <clears throat> oh man, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think that's all we could talk about there. Um, let's bring this up, Greg. I did not watch uh, Pat McAfee's actual live interview. I've just read stuff about it. And with Vince, it sounds like Vince was very low key. Like from some of the clips I've seen, you know, it didn't seem like he was the Vince man character. You know what? Like other than, you know, announcing that McAfee has a match, which we saw last night will be against Austin Theory. That's, you know, that had to happen. I'm so glad they're not doing Vince in the ring. You know, we, that was, yeah. why that was even out there, I don't know. Vince must have put that out to Meltzer and all those people just to see what they would run with it. Um, and then we also heard that Vince is going to induct Undertaker, which I thought was a bit surprising. You know, I mentioned, Greg, that Vince likes to stay in the background. You know, he, I mean, we keep, I keep thinking, why is he not induct himself? Like, you know, why is, <laughs> why is Vince McMahon not in the Hall of Fame? But anyway, so. And he said it's going to be, I do know the clip I saw, he said it's going to be hard. And that's interesting. You know, that that shows the, you know, we, we're just so used to the Vince McMahon character, bigger than life person. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see him, you know, 
kind of show that, you know, break down that fourth wall, as we say, you know, show the more, maybe the side that only a few people, you know, have seen. So, um, which you can run with either one, Greg, you can, you know, if you want to talk up the inductee of Undertaker, and that's why I keep saying, why is Undertaker not being the only guy inducted? Like, <laughs> I, and I am curious if they'll just, with it airing after SmackDown, you do wonder if it'll be all about the Undertaker somehow. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to get the most shine. He's going to get the longest thing. But, and then of course McAfee versus Austin Theory. I think that's that's a route to go. And we saw it kick off last night. You wonder if McAfee might show up on Raw to kind of get his comeback on. You know, Austin Theory. Does Vince get involved somehow? You know, we've seen Vince involved in storylines. Uh, KO <laughs> gave him a nice headbutt before. Um, so yeah, it, it, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee, quite the, I mean, what McAfee's third match ever. He's had a couple with Adam, you know, one with Adam Cole, one was in war games and now he gets Vince McMahon's golden boy. I mean, you know, either McAfee is the biggest kiss up there or legit loved. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a, and I, I think it does seem like he's loved. I think it, cause he brings the fandom to it and obviously he brings his, gigantic audience because who knows you know that now you might have some pat mcafee viewers tune in to wrestlemania to see him you know wrestle so um yeah, yeah. What, what do we think about that greg mcafee austin theory for wrestlemania and then we'll go the the undertaker vince inductee inductor type route yeah i'm here for it um after seeing that match he had with adam cole i was sold you know i thought it was going to be a horrible match. Um, I didn't like the idea of it. You know, it wasn't the first time that a guy has come over from, uh, you know, pro football or pro basketball or whatever other pro sport out there and tried to have a wrestling match. You know, you have Hollywood actors and whatnot uh, come through. And with the exception of a couple people here and there, it's always been a waste of time. And Watching that NXT takeover with uh, McAfee and Adam Cole, that match blew my mind because it was so great. Uh, of course, Cole carried the match, but uh, Pat McAfee hit some some great some great moves that you wouldn't have expected coming off of him. Uh, just looking at his size, you know, being able to do flips and you know top rope moves. And his athleticism, you would not expect that. I mean, in the NFL, he was a punter. I mean, how, how athletic do you expect the punter to be? So uh, not like he was a, a dominant linebacker coming through. You know, this is a punter. And that match Greatest was nominated. Greatest punter of the millennium, though, Greg. Come on now. It, Give well, him his props. Yep, and the one hit on that return where he got tested the next day. Did you know that? He made a big hit on a, a return, kickoff return, and he actually got like drug tested the next day. <laughs> By the way, who do you yeah. think is gonna like kind of lead this match? Because this is what tough. Like you brought up Adam Cole. Adam Cole's, you know, a 20, 15, 20 year veteran. I yeah. mean, you have McAfee, <laughs> not a veteran, or I mean, not even a rookie. I mean, what third match ever, like I said. Then you have Austin Theory. I mean, I guess Theory will kind of have to. This is probably a, a big test for theory to really show that he can, you know, call a match in the ring type deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
and you think of it in the sense that he's going to have to lead the dance, but he's had great tutelage. I mean, with uh, Johnny Gargano in the way, um, sitting under that learning tree, um, everybody that's been down there in the NXT system, Hunter, Sean, uh, Adam Cole, uh, you know, so he's had plenty of opportunities to get his training in, learn the psychology of it, learn how to call a match effectively. Uh, he's been in there with, you know, the vets of the game and the big time vets of the game, like Finn Balor and uh, the people he's been wrestling lately. Um, so he hasn't had that pressure, but I'm pretty sure he would know how to do it. And this is going to be his first chance at it. And I'm sure everybody in the back is going to help them, you know, fishbone an excellent match. So knowing, seeing after seeing McAfee's athleticism and knowing what what um, what he can do, uh, Austin Theory, uh, I'm excited for like a super athletic, uh, crazy high spot type of match going on that uh, could be a candidate to steal the show. I mean, that match that McAfee had with Adam Cole was nominated for match of the year. So uh, nobody saw that coming. And this is on the WrestleMania stage. You know, they're going to pull out every trick in the bag that they have. And um, this could be a surprise of the night type of match. And then what do you think about Vince McMahon being the inductor of The Undertaker? I mean... Yeah, I guess it makes sense in a way. I mean, he created it. <laughs> he's going to create it and he's going to destroy it, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's essentially True. what he's doing. You know, he's so yeah, yeah. Um, it it makes sense. I mean, we we pegged other people to be the to be the person to induct Undertaker, but it it makes perfect sense. The Undertaker transcends WWE. Uh, he he's Vince made Vince too. more money, <laughs> right? He's made Vince more money than any other wrestler ever. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, the eyeballs he's bought to the product, the money that's you know rang up in the cash register. You know, nobody's been a bigger, more iconic star in probably all of wrestling than the Undertaker, and. It was, you know, a Vince McMahon creation, but it took Undertaker to take that character and do something with it and make it and his to own. with it. Right. Uh, you know, like that, that, that package shows you know, going from, you know, The Undertaker to uh, The American Badass, back to The Undertaker, uh, those evolutions, the tweaks he made to his game. Uh, it, it kept us interested. You know, how many guys have come up with the same gimmick and don't do anything with it and we get sick of them after a few years, not not to mention a few decades. You know, this has been going on for almost 40 years. Because so, I wonder, Greg, if he didn't evolve, would he have the career he had? You know, if he just stayed the Undertaker, would I mean, people probably would have been tired of it. And I think even he was a little bit tired of it. And... You think about the landscape of the world. I mean, you know, it's a little bit deeper, but 
you know, WWE was moving away from characters a little bit then. Yeah. So he almost had to do it. Not had to, but, you know, like, I'm sure he could have just kept going Undertaker route, you know, dead man. But at the same time, it was just, it almost had to happen. Just like Hogan had to turn, you know, stuff like that. Um, the only, only one that didn't have to turn was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was still hold by that, Greg, that he should have never turned to heel. I mean, we got some fun out of it, but in the same time, wasn't really worth it. So, but anyways, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to notice that. Now, did you get to a chance to catch this whole interview live, Greg, or did you just kind of like me and catch pieces and bits of it? Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I just watched SmackDown, so I figured that I was going to get whatever news he was going to break on yeah. on SmackDown. So, no, I didn't watch it yet. Okay. I just wasn't, like I said, it, it seemed from the clips I got, it was Vince McMahon pretty low key. Um, you know, just straight up, almost like him and all the him and Austin interview. You know, it really did seem to push um, the storyline, like we you know maybe thought, other than you know announcing telling Pat that he had a, and even then he made it almost like a, just like a conversation. He didn't make it a storyline. You know what I mean? So you do wonder if right. maybe he'll, maybe now that it is in a storyline mode, you might we might get more of the Mister McMahon character, but. Um, yeah. Uh, is there any other news, Greg, that you might have caught that I uh, I kind of figured these were the two big, you know, these are pretty big pieces. Because right now I'm looking and we've already talked 30 minutes just on <laughs> these things. So um, and I want to make sure we got time for revolution predictions. But if you got any last story or any piece of news that you want to throw out there, feel free or uh, we'll take a quick commercial break and get to our next stuff. Yep. Let's keep it going on to. Uh... The Raw, week that and, yep. All right. Well, let's do a quick commercial break and then we'll get right into that. With our raw review, Greg, today I'm going to do the one thing I always tell my kids that I work with not to do, which is to jump around <laughs> in a retelling of a story. I always say you're supposed <laughs> to go first, then next, and last. But Greg, I know where you want to start because let's just get right into it. Your boy and my boy Finn Bauer is the yes. new U.S. champion. I mean. And what's funny, Greg, is that title looks so damn big on him. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like he, he did not put it on his waist yet because that thing is just so huge. But anyways, now the only thing I didn't like is the end. Damian Priest gave us the, you people did not support me. And let's face it. I mean, we talked him up a lot on here, Greg. The fans were loving him. I mean, <laughs> but it is, you know, you... It is what it is. That's the old heel troop trope, whatever, whichever way you're supposed to say that word. But uh, but Finn wins it. 
And then, of course, we have on SmackDown the new IC champion. Uh, pretty interesting names. Ricochet winning last night, Greg, and Finn Bauer are now our new mid-card champions. Like, did we foresee that <laughs> this year happening? Because uh, I'll be honest, I did not. But I had a really good match. And like I said, now I hope Damian Priest moves up a little bit up the card. And I hope that Finn Bauer brings back like the U.S. Open Challenge, the U.S. title. I think that would be a good way for him to, you know, get some names out there. You know, maybe guys that, you know, maybe like a Montez Ford, give him a couple, you know, you know, give him a shot to kind of see what he could do singles wise, even though we've seen it. But uh, Dominic Mysterio, I know he's, you know, he's Dominic, but still it'd be a good shot for him. So uh, have at it, Greg. Is this justice for Finn yet? Yes, this is what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> I've been pushing for it for how many months? Hashtag yeah. justice for Finn. And, you know, put it out in the universe and let it take care of it. And we finally got some justice for Finn. Thank you, wrestling gods, for finally putting some sense into the writer's room in WWE because uh, it's been a long time coming, you know, putting some respect on Finn's name. Uh, have him doing all these jobs and the disaster and the Roman Reigns match. Um, so much wrong that needed to be rectified. And this is is getting it right, finally. Uh, he's earned that strap. He's, you know, been a good boy. He's followed the company line. And now he gets his payoff. Now we need a, a good long title reign because so many juicy matchups putting anybody in the ring with Finn, you know, you know, you're going to get a banger of a match. So yes, this is finally justice for Finn and I am stoked about it. Uh, Damian Priest, like I said last week, this is the chance for him to uh, pivot into something bigger. Now he's done his heel turn. He can start doing heel things, maybe go after a top guy and put himself in a bigger program. You know, the the world opens up for him because, uh, well, number one, I like that somebody must have got to him backstage and go, you know, the whole uh, two sides is just dumb. It looks bad with the whole the Damian side and the priest side. You know, you notice they finally got away from that you know going yeah, to that they place didn't even mention it at all right um you know you leave that for randy orton and figure out your own thing so uh at least there's been that he's gone away from that and he just embraced the full heel mode and you know like you said do the basic you know heel soliloquy at the end you know you guys didn't back me up yada 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 but now let's see you be a heel because some guys are just natural heels and they're much better at being heels than being a baby face. So uh, I hope he can pull it off. It's going to take, you know, some more imagination, some more creativity, but you know, you get more rope when you're the villain uh, to act on your impulses to do dastardly things and get that heat. So uh, I hope he can pull it off, but uh, shout out to Finn. Finally, we got you justice, sir. Well, I'm going to bring it up, Greg. So the end saw Edge also heel turn. And I'm like, I mean, Damian Priest is a lot like Edge. You know, maybe they do a little tag team run just to give a higher pro, like 
I mean, working with Edge as a tag team partner, what better way? Now, Graham, we already got Seth the KO, kind of the heel team, but, you know, Edge and Damian Priest, kind of the same likeness and whatnot. Um, Edge mm-hmm. uh, unleashed his, <laughs> his you know, old school self on AJ Styles, um, which I'm kind of, you know, I, I guess I, I'm good with it, you know. He didn't wet the hair. He had the he had the um, the locks flowing. Greg, uh, I, I don't know if he was borrowing Beth's product to kind of get that poofy look going like <laughs> his, his hair, but you know he's got the old facial expressions. But I'm like, man, him and Damian Priest, like you know, maybe summertime, maybe they make a little tag team run because I mean they're they're built the same way now that they're both mm-hmm. playing up the heel side. I know it's not necessarily a step up, but at the same time, it's working with Edge. I mean, what? <laughs> You know, what better way to hone your craft to figure out how you're going to, like you said, not be the Damien, you know, Lucifer character, but more of a, just a vicious side than following Edge's, you know, footsteps. Like RK Bro, or RK, um, Randy RKO back in the day, you know, Edge and yeah. um, Randy Orton. And I think Edge probably wouldn't mind taking, I mean, obviously he's worked with AJ Styles, so he'll get that out of the way. And who knows what's next for him, so... Um, I was glad AJ Styles answered the call. You know, it makes a lot of sense because he, like, when he said the words, I need a phenomenal opponent, I was like, it's it's got to be AJ. Like, yeah. that, that I know that line right there. Like, it's just one little line. But like you said, Edge is very calculated. And it's it's just amazing what one little line can do. And then mm-hmm. the heel turn, like I said, really, you know, and I kind of like AJ as a face better. I know it's weird to, you know, it's always weird because usually we love them going heel, but I think AJ as the bulldog, as the underdog, you know, just trying to claw and you know, gr- you know, grind his way back. That that's the AJ Styles that I mean, going way back TNA days, Impact yep. Wrestling days. That's what everybody loved, and I think that's what you know, people. I think this is going to be. It's funny the how they just did a double turn. Now you're going to have AJ try to overcome Edge at WrestleMania, which he probably will. But you know, or maybe they'll do a trilogy. Who knows? You know, we keep we love the we love the three matches. You know, the trilogy matches. So you know, maybe Edge, Edge does get the upper hand. But uh, definitely needed, probably a needed heel turn for Edge as well, don't you think? Yeah, I can see it. Um, I didn't expect it because it seemed like you know this would just be a respect type match. Right, you know, into the uh, you know the fantasy booking uh, masterpiece category. You know, you just have two uh, a a guys, top guys, going at it, and best man wins type thing. But mm-hmm. uh, they saw that you need to define the roles. Yeah. Uh, one guy has to be the bad guy. One guy has to be the good guy, and I understand that. So. Uh, I like how the segment turned out. I was not a fan of the uh, the the concertos at the end, just because you know going back in the day, a concerto would put you on the on the shelf for months, mm-hmm. and now uh, he's going to be back in less than a month. Um, over on uh, AEW, Christian did a concerto or Adam Chol. Adam Cole took a concerto and was wrestling the next week. So, you know, the um, the concerto has kind of been defined down, but 
mm-hmm. you know, I guess it gets the point across for, you know, the savageness of it. So um, I think you could have got the same effect just by, you know, the kick of the balls and, you know, you know something less uh, impactful than the concerto, you know, leave it in WWE lore is such a destructive maneuver. But, you know, it is what it is. It defines him as being the bad guy now, especially hitting him with it twice. Yeah. And uh, so now the roles are set and we're going to get, you know, and the edge is probably better as a heel anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Being That's Mr. Goody Goody. Like, in this regard, Edge probably makes more sense to be the heel. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have had AJ just totally take him out. But... You know, it looks so much better with Edge doing it. And, man, this must be WrestleMania season because AJ Styles takes a kick to the balls. Uh, I I definitely think he's done having kids, Greg. So <laughs> I guess that's why he just like, well, you got to think back to WrestleMania 34. Net- Nakamura does it to him. I feel like Brock did it to him before. And now we have Edge. I mean, that guy. Yeah, that's, that's true. They're just like, yeah, it's AJ Styles. Let's kick him in the balls. Like, why not? So. <laughs> Anyway, so um, some of the other stuff, Greg, I mean, those were the big. Obviously, it, it's funny that they did it almost back-to-back the way that they ended the show. But both pieces had important you know, aspects to them. Yeah. Um, what else? So Seth Rollins at KO defeated the Alpha Academy, which kind of makes me think they won't win next week because now we're getting the triple threat at RK-Bro. We're getting the Alpha Academy. We're getting Seth, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And it probably leads more to your idea that we'll probably get Seth and KO against RK Bro at WrestleMania. Are we leaning that way, Greg? Now, yeah, I still think um, Alpha Academy is going to be the on. You know, maybe Street Profits. Yeah, Street Profits would make sense. They've been going round and round with them for a while. Um, Could you throw the Hurt business? I mean, they picked up a win over the Mysterios. You know, there could be like a, a number one contenders match and just throw three or four teams in the mix. Yeah. Just so you have some stakes on the line. You can't have a match there without without the stakes uh, at WrestleMania. So you throw a carrot in there like that. The team who wins this is the number one contender. Then, boom, you got your incumbents in there with the uh, Alpha Academy, Street Profits. Um, and then you can throw in you know, whoever else you want in the mix and, you know, give them some shine too. So uh, a match like that would, would make sense. At least next week should be a fun match. So with those, you know, pretty much the th- top three tag teams right now, uh, really going at it. I think that, you know, that's going to probably, that should be the main event just to kind of play that up. So uh, almost defeated T-Bar. I don't know what the hell almost is going to do. Is he going to do anything at WrestleMania? Probably the Andre, the giant battle Royal. Maybe he he's probably the he's probably the hands-on favorite for that, right? True. Yeah. There's there's no storyline there for him, so um, that and would T-Bar make the most still sense a thing, for him. Greg. Did you know that? <laughs> I know. I had no <laughs> idea. T Bar was still. Where's Mace? We haven't seen Mace either. So that's true. We haven't seen him on the cut list. So they're they're sitting at Makes home getting paid. So <laughs> good for them. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like almost probably that's yeah, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, uh, Battle Memorial Royal. 
thing, a majig that never means anything. <laughs> right. Other than I, like I said, I've always remembered Cesaro won it and Corbin won it. And then did either Matt Hardy or Bray. I thought one of them won it one year, which was weird. Uh, that might've been the weird WrestleMania one where they teamed up. But anyway, so uh, the face team of Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan defeated Becky Lynch, Drew Drop and Nikki Ash. You know, we, we had to have Becky or Bianca looking big, obviously heading to her match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to assume Liv, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash in the women's, you know, battle memorial. Whatever, I forget what we call that one. The whatever the, you know, whatever the women's version is. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley, there was an interesting tweet that Lita had thrown out that she would love to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. I wonder, do you think we could get Lita and Rhea Ripley going at it? I don't see why not. I mean, Lita doesn't have a dance partner. And if she wants to be in the show, you find a way to get her in the show. Um, I think I would do that. Absolutely. I mean, I was thinking Rhea and Dewdrop just with the two hosses, you know, two powerhouses. But, um, you know, if not, then, yeah, give her Lita. So Uh, Tomasa Champa defeated Robert Roode. That just playing up the NXT stuff, Greg. I mean, cool for Tampa to cut, you know, be able to bounce back and forth, right? Absolutely. And I still think it's a screen test to see if they want him on the main roster. Yeah. That could uh, be. Because, you know, Stand and Deliver is going to be the trilogy match with him and Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. So he loses this one, you know, it's time to come up. And yeah, I like that he's getting the screen time. Do. Exactly. Yeah. And he's he's looking good on you know the main roster, and you know you you know Vince and everybody is watching in the back see how they like this guy. Um, so I think that's what happens is that he ends up on the main roster day after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had the makeout match. <laughs> what <laughs> we just had a bunch of kissing, Greg, between Reggie, Dana, Tamina, and Akira. I, I'll, I'll admit, Greg, it's going to be funny to watch like Tazawa be a little puppy dog following Tamina, which who would have ever thought Tamina would be the <laughs> object of anyone's lust, <laughs> Greg, but that's what we're getting. Right. Uh, is that all we have to say there? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, Tamina is such a team player. I mean, from supposed to be the, the most hardcore woman <laughs> on the roster. To, hey, at least she let but a, she initiated the kiss. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean she grabbed him. <laughs> so hey, she gets as a as a actor for the last couple decades, you get a role where you get a love scene, like, yeah, buddy. So yeah. you know, shout out to her. You know, it it goes both ways. So hey, it uh, is, her, shoot your shot, Tamina. Yeah. Hurt business defeated Mysterios. That was because the Miz was involved. I'm going to assume we'll get Logan Paul back probably in a couple weeks to, you know, the Mysterios obviously have to get their upper hand at some point, you would think, or unless we're just going to wait. I I feel like it's just going to happen at Mania. I mean, you know, does Logan Paul (laughs) need a freaking WrestleMania win on his belt? You know, probably not. Um, So um, anything there with the Hurt Business and Mysterios? Because I don't really got anything for them. Nah, next. <laughs> okay. And then the Street Profits they nah. feed RK Bro, which was kind of surprising since you have RK Bro involved in the tag team title match next week. But 
Uh, I still think they'll put up a good fight. And, you know, it does seem like the Alpha Academy will, they'll probably sneak out a win somehow. And, I, you know, if they do sneak out some win, it still keeps all three of those teams involved. So I guess you could still mm-hmm. do a WrestleMania match between all three and maybe throw in the Street Profits, you know, maybe even throw in the Hurt Business. Have a have every tag team involved because at this rate, it's all hands on deck anyway. I mean, we got two nights, so and you're, yeah. you might do it. You might. I mean, I hate to throw it in the kickoff show, but you might throw it there, Greg. Unfortunately, just because you know you you got bigger plans for the rest of the cards. So, um, but yeah, that was raw because, like we said, we're we're probably doing a little bit quicker trying to get to the uh, revolution because that's that's gonna be tomorrow night and. Now, I did forget to mention, though, that Brock is defending tonight. Um, yeah, Madison Square. I have no idea, Greg, who <laughs> – there was, like, no idea. And, then, well, it said – I think Roman said he's defending, too, against somebody. Uh, but yeah. I don't – so we'll just get right in. Well, we'll get into NXT real quick, then we'll get to that. But anyway, so uh, NXT. So I want to bring up Greg L.A. Knight laying out the, the last man standing. Does that mean – it's probably a good way for LA Knight to go away and maybe debut after Mania. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like it. A good last man standing match, and uh, this is the perfect way to you know go out. If you're gonna go out, go out big, and uh, you know you, you saw Adam Cole do it with Kyle O'Reilly in a cage match on his go out match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly had the same type of match with Von Wagner, you know, big match and then, you know, get out of Dodge. So this could be that thing for LA Knight and, uh, you know, Waller wins and it's still, you leave him as a massive heel with big heat and the next guy is going to be elevated going against him and with all those, um, new guys down there and that talent we haven't seen that is untested they're going to need all the heat they can get and you know all the um that elevation from being the guy opposite waller so waller's kind of the catalyst in all of this so um but being in there with with knight's going to help him look great because he's going to you know put him over big and make him look good and yeah, absolutely. Night after WrestleMania, turn up and um, hopefully get that segment with the Miz I've been champing about mm-hmm. and just take over Miz TV and be, you know, the mouthpiece of Raw. So um, I definitely agree with, with you yeah. on that point. Like I said, I mean, I think you could let him do a talk, you know, segment. If you don't have a opponent in mind at first, you just let him do that for a couple weeks. And see where it goes. So, um, Braun Breaker and Champa defeated the Dirty Dogs. Greg, uh, Champa rocking the singlet. I actually liked it. I like, you know, we always talk about, you know, looking like a tag team and both rocking that singlet. You know, the little, I think they, and they even did the, um, what was it? I, I forget what the Steiner move is it the, the neck breaker or whatever the Steiner move was. Right, right. Pull that out the bulldog off the top rope. So, um, I, now, so we're getting, are we getting Ziggler and Champa or Ziggler and Breaker next week? Or did we yeah. already have, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Ziggler and Breaker and then, next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then Stand and Delivers, obviously, 
Breaker and Champa, you know, like we said, the last match between those two. So uh, kicking off at noon, I saw. Um, so we'll probably that that WrestleMania Saturday, we'll probably kick off a little bit earlier, Greg, so we have time to do those predictions and then actually get time to, you know, watch it live. But that's it's just coming up. It's sneaking up on me. I forgot today. You know, we look at the calendar. It's already March. So um, yep. one of my favorite months, though, I think it's like that. It's like that tease before summer because you got the weather kicking a little bit differently. You have March Madness. You have sports. You know, well, we'll see if baseball kicks off. That doesn't seem like it will. But anyway, so you like, you know, it's one of the best months, um, I think so. Uh, what else? Wendy Chu, Dakota Kai. Moving on, Greg. Any thoughts there? Hey, let's go with it and see what happens. You know, I think people are in on the Wendy Chu gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let's ride this roller coaster, see if we can get her, um, you know, up there as far as the popularity goes and see what happens. Will they win? No, but um, she's a, a fun crowd favorite to get behind. And uh, at this point, why not? I kind of feel that like they might be that sneaky. They could be that sneaky team to win it. I mean, they, you know, it, it's, it's just a random tag team. Yes. But, um, and then on the other side thing, Greg is Persia and Duke going to end in heartache. Cause that's where it seems like it's going to go. I mean, it just seems to make the most sense. Now, last week it was interesting with the the cell phone. I thought maybe, you know, Indy might try to, you know, play up like texting him from Persia's cell phone because it seems like the cell phone keeps, you know, showing up like in the backstage segments and she had her locker opened. So I wonder, do you think that might play a part, Greg? We'll get some dirty-handed tactic from Indy to like, text Duke from Persia's phone and we get all that convoluted stuff. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. I mean, there's Kevin the, uh, <laughs> yep. The oh, way, uh, Kevin Nash and CM Punk and Triple H. <laughs> Very Ooh. true. I was thinking the old Candice LeRae bit with, uh, from, I think last year. Was it? But, with... Yeah, that's true. With... So it, it wouldn't be the that's... first time. Yeah. Is the point so she learned um, for the best, <laughs> yeah. But I think that the Duke and Persia, yeah, it's gonna end up with the team breaking up. And you Does know, Persia maybe Persia, stick with him then, yeah. And then we got a little couples duel with that with Dexter and Andy, yeah, because Dexter really hasn't done. He hasn't done much, has he? Like, late, I mean, I wonder what's going on, like, with him. Well, they're working the injury angle, so it's possible maybe he really did get injured and they're just covering it be. up. Yeah. All right. Um, last Lash Legend. Uh, she looks pretty solid. She defeated Mari Miller. How about Guther over Solo, Greg? That was kind of a surprise. I mean, those are two guys that both need the win, so I hated them going at each other. But Guther obviously picks up the win, you know, because I, I I still think NXT sees a lot of him. Yes, they changed the name, and the crowd is not with the name change yet because they still chaining Walter, you know, when he first comes out. But uh, Guther picking up the win over Solo is probably a bit of a surprise. I 
I thought maybe Solo, you know, I, I thought they were a little bit higher on Solo. So maybe he'd sneak out the win. But once again, we could get these as a back and forth kind of matches with them. Uh, no, I'd, I'd thought the other way. I think that uh, nobody's beating Gunther for a while. Okay. Um, and, and we've already got Solo earmarked for after Mania. WrestleMania or after Mania, you know, PDQ. So uh, no harm and nothing's going to, you know, take off of his uh, imminent arrival. So yeah. him, you know, being a strong win for Gunther isn't going to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to be on the bigger things very soon anyway. Uh, I can see them positioning Gunther. It sucks saying that name because I hate it so much. And I think the rest of the universe does too. But um, this could be moving towards a showdown with him and Breaker. Mm. Uh, with him being the clear heel and just the unbeatable heel. Mm-hmm. So he could be the next huge task for uh breaker that makes perfect sense because he's been such a dominant champion uh gunther has yes in the uk for how many however many years in a row that he held it you know he'd be the the biggest challenge and uh you know a clash of titans type you know title showdown so Mm -hmm. I think that may be going where he's going with it. I don't think they're just going to lose until the possibility of that breaker match happening. Yeah, that's yeah. That would probably make a lot of sense to have Guther as the next in line after Champa, and just let Braun and him have a trip. You know, have all the matches over the summer and really go at each other. Um, yeah, Harlan defeated Draco Anthony. I I'm still kind of wondering if Draco ends up with the whole. Um, uh, you know, Joe Gacy and Harlan crew, whatever we want to call that. Um, any thoughts there, Greg, on that <laughs> that little match? <laughs> yeah, nothing special about the match. But it's all playing up towards the ending. You know, Harlan ends it with a hug, you know. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's going to end up with him being part of the faction. And... Uh, him him drinking the Kool-Aid, the, the Gacy Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade move on. No surprise there. I mean, like I said, I think it feels like them, our EO and um, Kaylee Ray are the favorites. But like, you know, then I talk outside of the other side of my mouth and I, I still think, you know, it seems like WWE loves the random. I mean, Samoa Joe and Finn Bauer won it before. <laughs> I mean, now granted that led to the breakup and then the, you know, but I don't know that there could be something between the Wendy and Dakota Kai team that they really love. So uh, Von Wagner defeated Andre Chase. And then of course, Carmel defeated Pete Dunn. I don't know what else this Pete Dunn needs to do down there, Greg. Like, I feel like, you know, write him off for some time and then have him debut after mania. Right. I mean, yeah. now that he's lost this, he lost the, the steel cage weapons match. I mean, <laughs> what, what is he still doing down there? Yeah, he's been a good boy and putting over the the new guys. Um, but yeah, it's his payoff is uh, getting up to the main roster too. So they're going to have to make room for you know the, all this talent coming up. Uh, we already talked about Solo coming up, talked about him coming up, LA Knight coming up. So 
I think there's going to be another round of cuts before uh, these guys make it up. But yeah, it's it's they're all due. Pete Dunn has been main roster ready for a couple years, mm-hmm. and uh, I just hope they they let him stay true to himself because they have a bad record of bringing these guys up and then changing the whole gimmick that made them successful. So um, as much as I want to see him up there, I just hope they do right by him because mm-hmm. they've shown too many examples uh, like Keith Lee and Karrion Cross and, you know, others have come up recently where they didn't do that. So with a uh, hopeful heart, I hope they they you know, leave well enough alone, let these guys come up and shine as themselves. All right. And then let's get into some SmackDown stuff. So Ricochet is our new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. I believe that's his first, is that, that's his first singles title, right? I, he no, never, he's he had the U.S. The U.S. Okay. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. if he beat AJ Ford or not. I knew they feuded. And I guess he did beat it, obviously. Not memorable because I don't remember it. But um, so it looks like they're they're kind of putting in some faith in the ricochet. Finally. Finally. We, <laughs> no, we've I'm been knocking on wood over here, Craig. We've been tipping up. I know we've been tipping our forties for forty for uh tipping the forties for ricochet for a while. Uh, I've already expressed many times how much I hate it that you know he's been relegated to you know, losing all these quick matches. And, you know, when I saw him come out, new music, uh, the new gear, the gear was fire, literally fire, <laughs> the flames on his. <laughs> but we get it. He's fun. No. <laughs> He's Kane. No. Right. But, but they're, they're giving him some shine now. I mean, the, uh, he looked good on the screen. I, I love the new, uh, give it, and it looks like his new catch line is flawless. So, you know, they want to put him over as flawless. And that handspring uh, flip over the top into a dive was almost as flawless as you can get. Um, finally let Ricochet be Ricochet. And those moves look great. That match with Sammy was awesome. I mean, there's... looks like Prince Puma, right? He did. You know, <laughs> that was the most he's ever looked like Prince Puma. And uh, that finish was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you had the distraction with Knoxville coming out, but that knew was standing. Right. But that standing Hurricane Rana to, um, you know, almost looked like a power bomb, but the, the velocity he hit it with, it just looked amazing. So great finish to the match. And I I literally jumped out of my seat when they when he got the pin because like he's been so overdue for this. He's so much better than they what they've been doing with him. And I was very hopeful after seeing, you know, the new gear, the new music, you know, giving them some swag and putting them over, talking about flawless. Uh, I think they they count for the many for the number of times they use the word flawless in reference to him was about five. So they really want to get that over. And, uh, and he got the win. Have, so 
And now we have Knoxville and Zane without the title. And that's fine. You know? Yeah. Because I kind of figured, I thought, you know, I thought for sure. Because it would, at first I was like, well, it makes more sense for Knoxville to try to distract Sammy. But Sammy, it just, he overcomes it. But then Sammy got the upper hand last week. So, of course, right. Knoxville had to get something back. But, you know, people were complaining that, oh, you know, the, but now I'm worried, Greg, will the IC title be on WrestleMania? Because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening. So, you know, I'm sure you could put Ricochet in some match. Uh, but, yeah, so um, that's my only – that because, you know, that was the thing. Like, if you have Sami Zayn with the IC title, you knew it was going to be in a match. And now I'm a little worried that maybe Ricochet might not have a match at Mania, but we'll see if he does. You know, maybe even if it's a open challenge or sorts, I think I'd be you know fine with that because we don't really know who is up next. So um, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee, we kind of talked that up. How about Naomi defeating Carmella? You know, I'm going to assume we're going to get Sasha and Zelina next week. Yeah, they'll do the back and forth. The back and forth. As singles before the actual match, you know, standard operating procedure. I mean, are we, we're just assuming Naomi and Sasha win at a mania, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I just don't they, see they, any. Yeah, Carmella and Zelina have done nothing. Even the, the Zelina doing the whole queen of the world gimmick has mm-hmm. been gone for over a month. So mm-hmm. I think they've, they're sour on that too. So, side yeah, that, note question Have you watched Corey and Carmella? I have not. Neither have I. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, Drew defeated Jinder. <sighs> well, if, if there was hope for Ricochet, Greg, maybe maybe there's hope for my boy, Drew. <laughs> um, he had his... <laughs> I did love the the, the, um, the sword at the dartboard. I thought, I thought that was pretty... I thought that was pretty funny, but, um, you know, hopefully he maybe he breaks the, the poker table next week so nothing there though greg right i mean do you have anything to add to my stellar analysis of drew mcintyre and jinder mahal (laughs) yeah yeah you're you're stuck with drew versus happy at wrestlemania sorry about your luck kid (laughs) like i said just just throw madcap in there and just have drew kill them both like at this rate you know like (laughs) uh but anyways uh roman Oh, well, we were supposed to have Nakamura and Boogs come out, but they got taken out by by the Usos. And I assumed the Viking Raiders were going to come out there, but they didn't. Um, but we had Roman out there. Um, you know, I, I liked how the commentary team made it like Rome, like Brock is in Roman's head. I thought that was an interesting way to sell it um, because, you know, Roman is always a step ahead. So now we got to see if Roman can overcome it a little bit with being, you know, I hate uh, underdog is a bad word for it, but you know, like now that Brock is kind of in his head. So um, what do you think about the little Romo Ro, Roman promo there? I tried to throw the words together, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. And, you know, like I said, him, the, the volume in his voice, like now he's, you know, irritated by Brock, yeah. which is different for Roman to show. Yeah. It, it's great. As far as building it up, uh, Making it look good. That I was more impressed with the promo he did with Brock. Um, yeah. You know, setting up the whole ambush by the security guards. But that promo he was given, you know, 
everything belongs to me. These announcers belong to me. This crowd belongs to me. This ring belongs to me. And the whole, he, the way he was saying it with such conviction and force and, you know, you felt like he was talking down to you personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that venom, that heat was, was coming through loud and clear in that whole promo. So uh, I loved how he did that. And then how he, you know, suddenly turned and, and that security crew belongs to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- so it was perfect setup. And, you know, he carried that over to this week. Um, like the promo is, you know, kind of more of the same, but, you know, with him finally showing some, some emotion and as far as um, being concerned about Brock instead of blowing off Brock, mm-hmm. calling him big hillbilly or stuff he used to do. And, Realizing he okay, I have to take this guy seriously now, and yeah, um, so yeah, it was a great promo, and I've been really impressed with with Romo Roman's promo skills. Oh, good, um, you did the same thing I did. Yep, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Roman's promo skills. Yeah. Maybe we um, have a new word. We'll just call it a Romo, and then that's a Roman Reigns promo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But don't say uh, promo to Eddie Kingston. So, yeah. Uh, uh, what are we doing here? Sports entertainment. <laughs> um, the Usos defeat a Viking Raiders. So I don't know what the hell the Usos are going to do at WrestleMania because you just defeated the team that you were supposed to face in Saudi Arabia, but you didn't. And then we got Sheamus and Rich Holland messing with Big E's ATV. I mean, I guess just sort of like, I mean, I hate. I hate having these men multi-man, multi-team matches, Greg, but, you know, there's really no solid contender for either side of things for tag teams, right? No, not really. Um, you could do New, New Day and Usos again, but, you know, you're just throwing it together with the with no buildup, and that say, would be a waste of time. some spice to it. Some yeah. Like maybe the maybe it's New Day's last chance or something like that, right? You know, like that whole while the Usos are champ. Then you play that whole <laughs> asterisk of while the Usos are champs. So then if they lose it, they get you know <laughs> they get the first shot. But um, right. but then even then, it seems like Sheamus and Ridge are going against. Sorry, the team of Big E and Kofi. Since we can't say the New Day, it, you know, even though that's what they are, and that's what's in their <laughs> that's when they're freaking Titantron. Yeah. <sighs> and Rhonda, Rhonda won, uh, beat Sonia, and then added uh, the ankle lock. Now, Greg, hey, uh, Kurt Angle must go. have passed it on to her, right? Teach her how to do it effectively, and uh, I like the wrinkle that you know Charlotte's out there on commentary during the match and talking about, oh, she's got his arm bar, one trick pony. I can get out of that, and you know, and then have her. The, unveil the ankle lock and mm-hmm. now there's a new weapon to worry about and add some more uh, fuel to the fire for Rhonda and Charlotte. Because it doesn't have it. Right. So uh, I like it. I, I still don't love the match, but um, it's an interesting wrinkle to throw in there. Uh, and the ankle lock to... always looks cool because on the hard cam, like you really see the the other person like grasping for the, you know, like the arm bar's tough because you're kind of covering up 
the person and you can't see their expressions and their emotions, but the ankle lock is good because you've got that person's face like crawling, you know, for the rope yeah. and, you know, and then you can even do the heel hook where you lie down on it. So, you know, it exactly. even looks worse. So, um, but I do see a lot of people saying, yeah, this just doesn't have the, I mean, it is going to make an event night one and Becky and Bianca probably deserve it more. But yeah, true. Um, and it's, it's perfect for, for this with Rhonda doing the ankle lot because anybody, you know, who follows MMA, you know, like me and is going to watch, look at the, uh, the way Rhonda applies that arm bar is like, there's no, this is like a rest hold. There's no way that this That's, is a, yes. a legit arm bar because yeah. we know what a legit arm bar looks like and the elbow isn't bent like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, she pretty much covers up the whole arm and you see the elbow pointing out and we know that's not a, a legit arm bar. So the ankle lock adds, you know, legitimacy to it. And we've seen it for, you know, decades where Kurt Angle and other guys who could effectively use it. And, you know, now there's more believability in it as far as uh, ways Ronda can win. Especially so. when you show like the torquing on it, like even though we know, you know, you're not really <laughs> like like you said though, it has some believability. Like, you know, you put a legit ankle lock on, you're not feeling good afterwards. So yeah. um, weren't you yeah. watching that one night where uh Kurt Angle put it on Scotty too hotty and turned his turned ankle the all the way and brought yeah. all the way around. Oops. Yeah, that really happened. So <laughs> Uh, he probably didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, his angle, his foot turned all the way around and was facing the wrong direction. Oh. So <laughs> it can happen. Maybe I missed that one because I do not like injuries of that sort. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. You can probably, look it yeah. up. I was watching that night and it was brutal to watch. <laughs> oh, so. Scotty too hotty. Yep. Man, he looks so different now, by the way. Scotty too hotty. So, um, anyway, so. All right. Well, let's just uh, we'll take our last commercial breaks and then we're going to get into revolution because there are a lot of damn matches we have to talk of. So. <laughs> up everybody it's your boy dan over at bwsports1.com and black and white sports and i'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home now's the time and i got just the person for you mr sean nugent aka rockstar realtor himself 317-503-8322 put that home on the market get into your dream home with this man Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty. We're just going to jump into some revolution talk, Greg. 
I guess one thing to mention from last night, uh, we did see Eric Redbeard. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> names, um, date well come back. Uh, you know, he did show up on the Brody Lee show, tribute show, and uh, looks like he, I wonder if maybe he signed a contract, Greg, with AW. But I do think the big thing is he's probably going to turn <laughs> on uh, Penta and Pack in the near future because it looks like he makes a lot more sense for the House of Black, you know, than, you know, Pack and um, um, Penta. So, uh, that's kind of the big thing I saw out of last night, Greg's rampage. Uh, what do you think about Eric Redbeard in AW now, possibly? Uh, it's fine with fine with it. Um, it's good to see him back. I think we're going to see Ryan Danielson is there too, so maybe he can they can redeem hey, right that <laughs> freaking angle. Isn't Great, he the I'm... one that put the trussle the truss? On Roman, I think, wasn't that that whole, remember when Roman was like getting stuff shoved on him and that was supposed to be Eric Roman right, doing right. and Daniel Bryan? Or the That's pet. True. Maybe we could revisit the pet. You know, the big fake spider. Right. <laughs> so many bad gimmicks. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, you know, just as that purged those memories from my <laughs> mind. You you bring them back. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but this, this is a chance for, you know, to get all that stuff out of our minds again and do something better. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you're right. He does look more in place with uh, the House of Black than he does with, you know, the Lucha-heavy uh, death triangle. So mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. But it Do is... to dye that beard black, though? Can he still be Eric Redbeard? No, it, hey, it could be Eric Blackbeard now. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh, he's going to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a little eye patch and a peg leg. That's right. All Put right. some braids in that beard. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Johnny Depp style, like have real scraggly. I guess uh, Buddy Murphy has a little more. Uh, Buddy Matthew, sorry, he has some red in his beard. So, but anyways, let's just get in revolution. Uh Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Stinger winning, Greg. That's all I got. <laughs> Agreed. Is there is there any – I mean, the only thing I like about this is it is tornado tag, so everybody will be in the ring at once. And it's funny they're building this up as the first Tornadoes trios match they've had. But, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now how about this? Who are you calling, Greg, for your winner of the Face of the Revolution Ladder match. Oh, sorry. We did. I did forget to mention Christian Cage beat Ethan Page, not in a cage match, but they still wrestled each other. And Christian Cage <laughs> picks up a win in the year of our Lord of 2022, Craig, which, whatever. <laughs> and Scorpio Sky is getting a title shot uh, because I don't know if you saw the tweet by Tony Khan, Greg. Uh, he bartered, by the way, yes, he used the word bartered. And I didn't know anybody <laughs> who's ever used that word. In the history of using words, um, he bartered with Dan Lambert to give a shot for Scorpio to get the uh, to get um, a TNT title shot uh, Wednesday against Sammy Guevara. So, anyways, but um, so we got Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Sparks, Warlow, and Christian Cage. I'll let you have this one first, Greg. Who is your shot to win this 
brass ring. Yeah, my my heart wants Orange Cassidy, but oh, okay. my my mind says it's got to be Wardlow because it's going to be finally the capstone to the MJ upturn. Yeah, or breaking loose from MJF. It's not really a turn, uh, but by getting that, uh, that's going to be. And if he wins it. Yeah, he gets a what title opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh what's gonna be the you know, the end of the uh what the, the pinnacle uh alliance and then literally to his, the pinnacle of this <laughs> right and on to being a solo star finally. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how Keith Lee performs in this, though. You know, we're I'm I'm sure we'll get Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, uh, big beefy men slapping each other, as Big E likes to call it. Um, yep. You know, Keith Lee and Wardlow slapping hands. I'm going all in on Wardlow. Uh, I know Sammy Guevara just got the title, but you know, with that whole clause of well, um, Wardlow works for MJF. And if he won the TNT title, he'd have to give it up. So you wonder if that would play a role into it. But this is, like you said, this is all Wardlow. Um, well, I, last week you said he'd get the key. If he wins, he'll let him keep it, though. That is true. So he gave him that out. That's true. But is it, it is MJF, though, Greg. <laughs> We've heard MJF say a lot of things. So, uh, but it, yeah, so this is all Wardlow. Um, but I still think the big, beefy men. And then, like we said, we got, you know, I, we are pretty split now that Christian's in there. I still can't believe he beat Ethan Page, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it is I what agree. It is. Um, and Ethan Page, did you see he had a big announcement, Greg, that he is moving to the U.S. from Canada. Hey. From Canada, yeah. though. Like, it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> is this up there with Renee Young at the time when she was like, her big announcement was a cookbook? <laughs> like, that. that feels like the level of that. Um, I, I, this whole tease of big announcements and then it's, you know, it'd be like me saying, oh, I'm, uh, I'm moving down the street. Yay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he's, and he's moving to Detroit cause he said he'll be based out of Detroit airport. I'm like, so you're, you're literally just jumping the border. You're not even moving to like Jacksonville. You're, you're moving to, <laughs> I guess he's got a lot of family there, but anyway, so. I just found that funny. I'm like, wow, your big announcement is your movie. <laughs> it's a, it's as bad as the personal news. I'm quitting my job. Yay. But um, next slide, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Um, I'm going all in on Eddie. I think Eddie needs this more than Jericho. Um, you know, it just, we haven't seen Kingston win a big one. Have we? No, I mean, we haven't. So he's due. And I, I just think it's all, you know, especially that promo from last week. You know, Jericho is purely playing up the heel role, you know, our smarky guy in there. Um, and if Jericho is going away, I mean, I, I think I saw that. Um, I thought I thought I saw Buck Cherry's taking out Fozzie, Greg, by the way, which I, I was like, is this 2002? Like Buck wow. Cherry is still a thing. But anyway, so I thought that was kind <laughs> right. of funny. Uh, I'm waiting on Papa Roach to show up on that tour. So, uh, but anyway, so Kingston is all, I'm all in on Kingston in this match. Yeah, I, I want to say Jericho, but 
you know, he's done such um, a great job of like burying yeah. uh, Kingston with with as many shovels as he can get. But that's just so that when Kingston wins, it looks all the greater. So mm -hmm. uh, by, you know, overselling his own accomplishments and uh, just beating him down as a, a low down indie wrestler who's never won anything, he's really laying it on thick. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's going to end with, with Kingston finding a way to get the win somehow. Uh, next up, this one I'm this one you could go either way on, right? Here's my on the spot question: Does Cesaro make a debut at Revolution tomorrow night, Greg? I don't see it. Or could he maybe um, wait till the Battle Royale at um, Double or Nothing? Because they always have that, you know, Joker wild card. I mean, would there be a bigger spot for him to debut in? Yeah, I don't know how at this moment how big a deb debut it is just because, yeah, we know who he is. But, you know, is he going to give us something new, something different? Because that's true. We Does he need that time away to re- invent yeah. himself a little bit yeah he needs he needs something more so maybe he's been shackled by what wwe allows him to do yeah. uh character wise creatively and whatnot but i want something that i haven't seen already out of him i know what he looks yeah. like i know how he wrestles and i know he's pretty lacking on the stick so yeah. when he comes out i want him to be a big deal and okay. I want to see why he's a big deal. So mm -hmm. if he got, you know, something to him that I haven't seen yet, seen before, uh, I've really seen him play like a vicious heel. Mm -hmm. I, I would be down for that. Come out and just destroy somebody and be malicious about it. Um, I brought up this know, match changes. because him and Danielson have a pretty good friendship outside the ring. You have yeah. Adam Cole, obviously, friend. Like, I don't know what he could do, you know, in this match, but, you know, maybe after the match or something like that. Like, you know, Brian's like, oh, I got somebody else in the wings to join us. And then you, you know, you bring him out. But then again, mm -hmm. you could wait to Dynamite to do that too. Um, who are you predicting, though, for this match to win, Craig? Yeah, I love this match. I think, um, good bloody brawl and uh i'm gonna throw my hat in the ring with moxley that uh ends up choking out uh danielson with that bulldog choke mm -hmm. and they both crumple to the the mat bloody messes and you know then they can shake hands and decide to be partners is that a cop-out if i say it's a draw <laughs> I wonder, like, could you, like, because if you did the tap out, maybe a double pin, and then, like you said, Moxley drags up Danielson and just does the handshake to show that they're going to do this and make it a real thing. I mean, if I have to, I feel like the winner, I feel like I'd have to go with Moxley. It seems to make more sense because you had, you know, Danielson kind of talking up 
you know, oh, I'm gonna bleed with or Moxley saying I gotta bleed with somebody or whatever. I, was that Moxley who said that? Yeah, I can't remember. And then Brian saying, "Well, you'll bleed with me," or you know, will there be blood in this match? Oh yeah, bucket of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> more so and, than the uh, the dog collar. <laughs> well, no, there's there gonna be plenty of bloody matches on this thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess he's something like, uh, like I said, that bulldog choke and and Danielson passes out, which would be kind of poetic. And doesn't you know tap out, but they just have to call off the match. Yeah, and. It's it, this kind of poetic justice because this is how Danielson has been taking people out mm-hmm. by uh, put them in that triangle yep. until they pass out and then letting the whole go. So has it done to him finally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that uh, way you can so say I'll, I didn't lose the match; I passed out. Exactly. So yeah, and I'll go with Moxley. Like if I, you know, like I said, I'll go with Moxley because it just. It makes a little more sense for him to get the win out of this one. Uh, speaking of dog collar matches, uh, how about that bloody affair we saw in Dynamite? And then MJF with the exact same words that Punk had used back in Punk's like summer of Punk phase. Um, I'll let you go, Greg, because I can't. I keep flipping back and forth on who should win or who will win. I know. I, I feel the same way. Uh, this last because MJF got such the bigger uh, hand. Wednesday was awesome, and that's what's tough. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you have MJF get the upper hand that much and still pick up the win. True. Uh, MJF has been playing it so masterfully, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, he he left us all scratching our heads with that. Uh, insane promo from last week mm-hmm. where you know he actually got us sympathetic towards him yeah um you know we're waiting for the the other shooter drop and haha a bunch of losers you did. fell for it <laughs> and, and, yeah he he had us all we were even the announcers shivani and mm-hmm. everybody in the booth who hate him they're like man okay i don't want to say i like the guy but i feel for him and you know we all kind of felt that way and then you know this week, the promo is just as solid, um, kind of odd and cathartic. And then he, you know, goes with the kick to the cradle. And, you know, then the full heel comes out and uh, lights him up. MJF's just been so amazing. So, I mean, I feel like MJF needs to be 2-0 and against Punk, though. But, you know, we're finally going to see the, uh, you know, Summer of Punk edition Punk come out, though. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is that, you know, he finally awakened that sleeping giant. And, uh, you know, we thought Piper and, and Valentine was brutal. This is going to be the uh, hold my beer match right here uh, as far as dog collar matches go. So. I'm, I'm going to put my lot in with Punk that he finally gets uh, the upper hand in this thing because that'll put it one to one, and then you have to have a third match. I'll, I'll go the opposite just to do it, Greg, because I'm wondering if they'll play. Maybe, maybe Punk still has that little bit of sympathy in him, so maybe MJF is like trying to call off the dogs, 
uh-huh. and then you have MJF do one more low blow or something like. Like, I could see MJF sneaking out some sort of win that maybe then then that does make you know and it probably makes Punk look a little dumb, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like there's you got to have the. I feel like MJF being two and zero against Punk. I still think you could get a third match out of it somehow. I, you know, I still feel like this might go three, but you know, what kind of, you know, I don't know what stakes you'll add to that last one, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say MJF. I'm not confident, (laughs) but I still feel like there's some route you could go that punk still has some sympathy for him somehow, Mm -hmm. you know, after all this, I don't, I know it sounds really bad and maybe they won't play that, but it is one of those troops that are tropes that, Always comes back, Greg, like for a face, you know. But anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say MJF on that one. Um this one I'm going Jurassic Express. Like I said, I think Young Bucks and Red Dragon kind of cancel each other out in a way. I think we'll get some trilogy of matches between them, you know, next. And uh I think your boy is proud and powerful though. They need to take off the tag title soon of you know Jurassic Express. You know, yeah. I love Jungle Boy. I love Luchasaurus. I think they, I think they have a place in you know AW. But you know, we need we need proud and powerful to get those tag straps, especially now that inner circle's all done. You need something for them. So, um, yeah. like I said, I I think Young Bucks and I think it'll be a fun match. You know, all these guys have wrestled each other. Who knows how many times? <laughs> so right, right. PWG right and um, New Japan. So. I think we'll see, you know, we'll see a lot of counters and flying and aerials. And um, if there's a bet on how many aerials, I'm sure it's over 50. <laughs> no doubt. Over, over 20, you know, but um, over 50 I'm, super kicks. 50 super kicks, yes. Um, I love the high low by um, Red Dragon, which makes me think of the Eliminators. Back in ECW, they used to hit that, the total elimination. Uh, that's just a fun double team move. So, but this is all Jurassic Express, right? You know, maybe they can each, maybe um, Jungle Boy pins one of the Red Dragon and then Luchasaurus pins a Young Buck to kind of play that up, you know, so they both lost in a way. So, um, who are you going for, Greg, in this tag team championship? Yeah, I agree that uh, Red Dragon and the Bucks kind of ruin it for each other. <laughs> and uh, and the Jurassic Express just capitalize on it. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then we got Jade and Tay, Conti. There's a little more heat to this one than Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, is it there? Which is kind of funny to say, but it just feels like Britt and Thunder don't have that juice to what I thought they'd be. I mean, this is all Jade winning, obviously, but I... I still think Tay will put up a little bit of a fight that will give some, you know, that little smidge of doubt maybe to Jade's, you know, title run. Um, mm-hmm. But this is all Jade. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um, Brit and Thunder, Greg. Who? I'll let you go first, and you, uh, you tackle, you take the reins on this one. Yeah. Um... Do you feel like it has the juice that it should have? I've seen a lot of people tweeting that out, and I kind of agree with it. 
Yeah, it it really hasn't got the the shine it deserves. It's been kind of an afterthought, uh, and with their history, it's they needed to do a lot more with it. Well, is that the thing too? Like the lights out match, kind of. I mean, that should have been the end all be all, right? And you've thrown that, isn't that? That's almost a year. Well, what was that? Summer of last year, I think. Right. So now, so you, how are you going to top that? And yeah. Uh, yeah but, I think the way you make up for it is that this is Thunder Rosa's moment and she's going to get the win. So, huh? um, you know, with Brit's the title nice or just like reign. DQ? No, I think she actually wins the title. Okay. Uh, Brit's had a nice long reign and, you know, she, she's lost some of her, you know, killer instinct, I think, uh, running with the pack that she has. Yeah. So, this could be the thing that, you know, fires her back up. You, you throw her back into chasing the championship instead of being the champ. So I'm going to go ahead and call it for Thunder Rosa. Well, you just talked me into it. I'm going to say it too. Why not? Um, it probably is time for you to change it. And that might give it more juice down the road. But it is weird that this just has no heat into it. Like, like I, I forgot that this was even happening for a minute, you know? like mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean... And then we got our final, uh, the Battle of Adam. Maybe we can have Adam on a pole match, um, you know, <laughs> kind of fight this. Uh, I do think the the Dynamite gave, a, you know, the taking out the Dark Order gives a little more steam. But this one, too, is a little weird that I think we have so many, like, we have so many other single matches that seem to have a little bit more. MJF and CM Punk, Brian Danielson and Moxley. I mean, even the Eddie Kingston and Jericho now. Yeah. And now this one has almost felt like an afterthought. <laughs> but um, this is still going to be a good win for Hangman, I think, to overcome Adam Cole, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of continue his reign. I, I mean, Adam Cole is going to win the AW title at some point, let's face it. But it's probably whenever Red Dragon wins the tag team titles. I think that's when you kind of pull that trigger. So um, I'm all in on Hangman. I've loved him so much. And I just, you know, I think this will be a good wrestling style match for hangman to kind of win but and then again when we looked at hangman's reign i mean he's got two classic bouts with brian you know brian danielson then you throw in the lance archer texas death match i mean what were you supposed to how could you follow those up like you know it that's a lot of juice there to follow up on so it is it's probably not that surprising that this is lacking a little something to it yeah, agreed. And this is my uh, my biggest complaint about AEW right now is that, um, like I said before, if that's one one of the few things that WWE is doing better than AEW is that when you're watching the show, you know SmackDown is the Roman Reigns show. Everything is centered around Roman Reigns, so you can watch any episode uh, during the the whole year. And it's going to be centered around Roman Reigns. You're not. You're going to have multiple uh, segments, mentions, or screen captures of Roman Reigns. Him doing something, saying something, somebody talking about him, and it's very centered on the champion. Same thing about Raw. Brock Lesnar. He, he's not on screen. Somebody's talking about him. Somebody's talking up his match, and you know at all times who the man is, you know, who everybody on the show is chasing. But in AEW, 
it's not that way. There's the problem with having so much talent spread everywhere is that there's episodes of, of Dynamite that they don't mention uh, Adam Page. You don't see Adam Page. And he gets lost in the shuffle. And the, your world champion should not get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, this, this show should be centered around him. He's the man. He holds big platinum. And he's not getting Are you calling uh, him for Adam Cole enough then? time. Yeah, what? Are you calling him for Adam Cole? No. No, I'm not calling <laughs> <Okay>. for him. <laughs> Can't do that yet. I was like, after all that, like, no. <laughs> uh, but you, you still need to establish that Adam Cole is the man more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have all the talent in the world, but we still need to leave every sh- broadcast knowing Adam Page is the man. And yeah. This is the guy everybody wants to catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like th- this match. It's going to be a great match. I'm sure of it. But um, I got to stay with Heyman. Like I said, he's had three epic matches so far, but uh, they've been kind of overshadowed by other stuff on the card just because they don't celebrate him enough as the champion. All right. Well, that is our revolution prediction. I'm looking forward to it. Like we said, we got so many damn good singles matches, Greg, to look forward to. And that's, you know, that's like really impressive. And then uh, also we'll talk up our March Madness of Champions. So, we're going to do it. We're going to fall in the old um, <laughs> the old tradition of everyone has to have a March Madness bracket, Greg. So we're going to have our own. And uh, maybe we could screen share some of the stuff that we're we'll, – like teams will be – our champions will be moving on. So essentially what we're going to do for our March Madness tournament is every champion is going to get another champion to face up against. And uh, we're, we're expanding it to GCW and New Japan as well. We got our matchups ready, um, and uh, yeah, so the first weekend of March Madness, we'll throw out our polls, Greg, and people can vote and super kicking it for with Stephen Page, and we'll see who moves on. We got some, uh, we got some juicy. Maybe next week we'll talk up our matchups uh, once we make sure we're all finalized, and then that way that leads into because next week would be Selection Sunday, so that kind of makes sense if we talk up who we're throwing in our tournament, and then the next week we can open up the voting. Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, we will end the broadcast here. Um, There is a random person in the chat. I never know who these random people are in the chat, but there you go. (laughs) Her life. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Our YouTube page gets some interesting names in there. So um, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the next coming week because this is all the championship uh, week for all the basketball. Um, I've not watched one minute of college basketball, but hey. We all make a bracket. We all make some picks. So uh, maybe we'll talk that up after next week too. So, all right. Well, have a good one, and we will talk to you guys next week. Peace.